Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. I am podcasting to you today from the great state of Tennessee, y'all, and I'm having a hoot and holler in good time, uh, brushing up on my Southern. And in fact, I was laughing with uh, a friend of mine. I keep finding things down here in the South, and I actually think I might have been, I don't know for sure, but I think I might have been uh, born in the wrong part of the country because I can really get my Southern on pretty quickly. And the other day I was in a restaurant with a friend of mine and they have the cutest things in restrooms here in the South. And I saw this, uh, this little sign in a restroom and if I see if I can find it, it said, I would like to pass on one of my mother's Southern subtleties. Sugar, wouldn't you feel better with a little lipstick on? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's good. This is another reason why I just love it here in the South. But we are having a great time uh, down here. My husband's on the show with me today. Hey, Jay. Hey. Um, we have been on the road for a while now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are feeling it. It's, uh, But it's good. Yeah, it's it good. is good. There's grace yeah. over our family for this, I think, especially for this season, because when you haven't been home for as long now as we haven't been home, it can, it can wear on you, but it's kind of cool to see how the Lord is just kind of showering us with grace that we needed. We just finished up Fearless in Chattanooga. That's right, a good event. And uh, happy to have our family out for that. So, Absolutely. So um, really, really wonderful to have our grandkids out and our daughter and son-in-law and uh, had a wonderful time with the women in uh, Chattanooga at Fearless at Calvary Chapel there. They've got a great thing going on. Oh, yeah. At, it's a uh, great, great venue and yeah. great people. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the Chattanooga area and you're looking for a church, definitely check it out. Calvary Chapel in Chattanooga, definitely worth uh, taking a peek at. Also, wanted to let you know that if you're interested in bringing the Fearless Women's Conference to your area... We would love to uh, hear from you. You can fill out a speaking request form at HeidiStJohn.com. Just go ahead and click on speaker form, fill it out. Let us know that you are interested in hosting a fearless conference. These are really aimed at women, uh, equipping them uh, to equip their children in the Word of God. And I just have a passion for uh, addressing really pretty much head on uh, the events that are happening in the culture. And being able to unpack them from a biblical perspective and helping moms be able to uh, really, instead of being afraid of what's happening around them, to really advance, use what's happening to advance the message of the gospel, because there's hope uh, in the gospel. So you can bring Fearless to your area. You can also uh, indicate interest uh, just by shooting us an email 
at podcast at the busy mom. Let us know that you're interested in that and one of our staff will get back to you. We want to announce that we have just signed to bring Fearless to Indianapolis in October of this year. So October 28th and 29th, the Fearless Conference will be at College Park Church in Indianapolis. And registration for that event is getting ready to open. It'll open on May 1st. So that will be pre-registration and pre-registration ticket prices are only good for a limited time. So keep an eye out for that. You can find out more on the Fearless Conference by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash fearless. All right. Uh, I am really glad to have Jay talking with me about this today because uh, we want to talk about something that's kind of a phenomenon, it seems like, happening all around us more and more. Several of you listening to this, many of you, in fact, because uh, whenever we talk about this, we watch the stats go through the roof. So I know it's of interest, and that is multi-generational living. And uh, we live with Jay's, well, we still live with mom and dad, and then yeah. dad passed away. When was that, Jay? Uh, two Octobers ago. Two October, so it'll be two years mm-hmm. uh, in this October. This October. Yep. And so um, we're still living with mom. We've been doing that for going on six years, seven years. Yeah. It's a while. Yeah. It's been a while now. Uh, anyway, um, we've learned a lot <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> from um, multi-generational living. And I would say we've learned some things the hard way for sure, but mostly we've learned good things. I yeah, think. I think it's been great. I mean, we had, you know, mom and dad had some issues. Obviously, dad had some health issues. And so we were cons- a little concerned about how things were going with them and with my mom needing help, caring, kind of helping out with my dad. And, um, you know, we were in a rough spot in our fan with our family as well, just needing some stuff that was going on in our life. And it just, God just kind of made it, all the pieces fall into place. Mm-hmm. So we've, it wasn't like we said, um, you know, we're going to do this multi-generational thing because we're convicted about it or something or some yeah. big theology or a um, big, well, I think it was we, like, kind of like all roads were pointing a, that direction. Yeah. It wasn't some big spiritual thing we were trying to do. We just were trying to do it. We were doing it because it seemed like that would be a good idea to help out, help our family out. We love my parents and they love us. And mm-hmm. so, um, God plopped this amazing house in our lap that we were able to move in together with, mm-hmm. and it just it just kind of worked. Yep. So yeah, I mean, there was some definitely some hard things to figure out when you start blending families like that. I mean, obviously they're part of our family, but just you know, living a you know mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. <laughs> in different places in our lives, right. and all of our children running around and the well, and honestly, my hat's kind of off to your parents because yeah. I think it's a bigger deal for them. Yeah. I would think yeah. for uh, for grandparents to be living with grandchildren because you know we have a busy household. Our our family is well downright noisy at times, and you know your parents actually handled it really well. Yeah, uh, with a lot of grace. It's interesting. Uh, you know, Pew Research has. I'm always fascinated by research on topics like this, and so I searched uh, over at Pew Social Trends, and they say that this in this post recession era that young adults are continuing to uh, buy into this idea of multi-generational living. And in 2014, a record 57 million Americans, that's 18.1% of the population of the U.S., lived in multi-generational households. And that was double the number of people who lived in such households in 1980. So I'm trying to think, in 1980, babe, can you even imagine? 
I mean, nobody lived with their grandparents that I knew. Yeah. I'd, in the I'd, 80s. Well, it, 80s was kind of like the excess, the time of excess, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like the culture is really reflecting that. In fact, that was an all time low of multi generational living, was in the, from the uh, 1970 to 1980 when it was only at like uh, 27 million. And now we're at 57 million. Well, and I think too, there's, you know, been a little bit of a paradigm shift for people on how they view their parents or mm-hmm. their grandparents. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember people saying, you know, I want my grandparents to go to a nursing home as soon as possible or something. You yeah, know, we've I've, never I've felt heard, that way. I've, we've never felt that way. No, yeah. I'm, no. Mom and dad were, you know, pretty lively. I mean, dad had, like I said, had some health issues that kept him at home, but um, mom especially is very active. I mean, she's... Yeah. She's she a wanted, going concern. I know she your mom. Is. She's hard to keep up with herself. <laughs> we're so. like, would you put down the lawnmower and wait yeah. till the boys can do it? <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's true. And I think, uh, you know, it's interesting, t- you know, to note because there and we'll talk, we'll give you guys some tips on some things to do and some things not to do. You know, I, I would say that it definitely has a downside. So I don't want to make it sound like it's never, you know, oh, it was great. We moved yeah. in with mom and dad and and it was, you know, happily ever after because I think it's like anything else that's worth doing. Yeah, uh, It has, you know good sides to it and and uh, not so good sides to it. But overall, uh, I think we're really, uh, I think I'm looking at you across the table. I think we're really glad that we did it. (laughs) it's been really good. I mean, I think it's been good for our kids as well, Mm -hmm. our young kids that really got to know grandma and grandpa. Well, and listen, listen, really, hey, kids, this Jay and Heidi's kids, if you're listening, we expect you to take care of us in our old age. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to set the example, right, by taking care of our parents. And really, it's a godly principle. Um, taking care of yeah. your parents is a godly principle, pretty much uh, pretty high on God's priority That's list. Right. Orphans and widows, right there yeah. at the top. And granted, when we uh, started living with your parents, your mom was not a widow, and now she is. Right. And it really is a delight. I love to see our kids getting to know. They not even they. I mean, they love her. I mean, they yeah. they just uh, she's a, she's a part of our family, significant part. Many of you have heard me talk about her. I blog about her a lot. She's a, a woman of wisdom. Uh, and I, uh, my hat's off to her, like I said, for uh, being able to live with all of us because it's no small thing. And I think, too, that there's, you know, I've talked to some people who've said I could never live with my parents or whatever. And I think there's, you know, there is for sure, you know, things have to jive between you and how you, oh, yeah, and I how mean, you are. Yeah. Because I can imagine, I, I mean, I can't, I think you alluded to this earlier that not everybody can do it. No. But, yeah, if you can, and, I think yeah. it's great. I think it's good. It's good for our family. It's been good for my parents, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm glad we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking here on Forbes. Uh, this is another interesting article, and John Graham, the author of All in the Family: A Practical Guide to Successful Multi Generational Living, that's a mouthful. Says human beings have always been dependent on extended family, and we're starting to get back to that. It's something that we've sort of lost over the last 50 years. And I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, I think with our, we have a transient society. Certainly people move because of jobs all the time. And it used to be that you just didn't want to move away from your family because that was your extended support network. Right. And when we were growing up in the 70s and 80s, it seemed like the family was really starting to take a back seat to jobs and things like that. And I feel like we maybe are starting to come back to it mm-hmm. um, a little bit. And we get asked a lot out on the road, you know, what's it like living with uh, living with your parents? And so I think there's a couple of questions that you want to ask yourself. Um, the first one is, especially if you are, um, you're the grandparent, right? And you're th- or the parent, and you're considering having your adult child move back home to save money, 
or whatever, you need to decide if it's a short-term or a long-term scenario. And when we moved in with your parents, we determined right from the get-go uh, it was a long-term scenario, correct? Right. And I think there's a, you know, there's a whole lot of, um, I think there can be angst. Like if you've got your child that's moving home from college and you're thinking that you're just going to help them out for a couple months and then they, you know. They hang they, around. They hang around. <laughs> <laughs> they hang around like a bad penny. They just keep turning up. <laughs> uh, I think it's real important to probably lay down the expectation. Um, like, do we, you know, are we doing this to help each other out for a little while? Or are we doing this because this is the way we want to live our lives? Because I think that tempers, certainly it did for us, how you interact with each other and the way that you uh, look at the living situation. Next question you want to really ask is what's the best way to divvy up the household expenses? So I'm not, I don't, I don't know that I want to go into how we did it, but I think the important thing to note is that we came to an agreement. Right. Uh, that it was, we agreed, uh, we agreed um, who's responsible for what right up front. So there was no, um, because I think the problem we get into really is unmet expectation. So when your expectation is one thing and your parents or your, or your child's expectation is something different, then you really open up the door for hard feelings and misunderstanding and that kind of thing. And you just have, I mean, those, there will be issues. There will be, um, you know, I think it's impossible to start living together like that and not have things that, you know, that grade mm-hmm. on each other or become issues that between you and you just simply have to talk them out. You yeah. just have to just go head first and lovingly talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And really, uh, we we know several families now who are living with their parents and um, and they, everybody does it a little bit differently. That's you true. Know? I know one, uh, one friend of ours, the, um, her parents bought the house and so they don't have a house payment anymore because their parents, because of where they were, were in their life, we're able to just buy that house outright. So they don't have a house payment, which I'm like, shoot fire. <laughs> That's awesome because your mortgage, your rent is your biz- biggest expense every month. And so in exchange for that, what they do is they they carry all of the utilities every month and they buy all the groceries. And so that's really good. One thing that we've done at our house, okay, women, don't be jealous, okay? I know that I'm, <laughs> and some of you guys are gonna be hating on me after this, but Jay's mom makes breakfast for us four days a week, like um, when we're home, obviously, not when we're out here in Chattanooga. She's got piles of food she in the kitchen right now. piles of food just, just, yeah, it's just growing more awful by the minute. But she, when we're home during the school year, it, that is a godsend for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I work full-time from home and we're homeschooling our kids and mom's uh, love language really is breakfast. Your mom is. And she's, she's always like, been good at it. All my growing up, you know, breakfast was her thing. She always yeah. has had unique pancakes <laughs> yeah. and quiches and And not only that, know, but, else, she, but she puts like ordinary mothers to shame. Like you go down there in the morning because we have breakfast around seven in the morning with our family. This is our sort of family get up, get the day moving. We do, for, you know, from the planet in the morning, we have our devotions, our, we hang out together. Um, your mom, like, we're talking candles on the oh, table. Yeah. She just goes for it She's because she it. wakes up at some ungodly hour of the morning, <laughs> like every day. Yeah. And uh, she, that's her thing. Yep. And so she really, she likes doing that. It's a blessing for me. And I think it's a blessing for her because it, it gives her something to do in a, uh, a place where she feels like she's really contributing and she really is. Right. Uh, so that's really awesome. And then uh, I make dinner. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, so and you're really awesome at it, and that's <laughs> your thing, and that's candles on the table and amazing you, food. And thank you, honey. I'll give you your twenty bucks later. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want twenty bucks. I do think it's important, though. You know, speaking of my mom, I think it's important that you know we we all have things, gifts, and things that 
that God's given us that we're good at. And I think we need to fan those. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this idea that, you know, I'm going to retire and do nothing till I die. I just think we're not made to do that. No. So I think having, you know, that's one aspect of living together that we've been able to find the things that, you know. And really, even when your dad was sick, um, I think that it having the little kids around gave him energy. And Absolutely, gave him, like it was amazing the transformation. That when we, we saw first moved in, him. he was doing very poor, and I, you know, that was you know we were really concerned he wasn't going to live very long then. And he really rallied for years mm-hmm. after that because mm-hmm. I think just being a part of our family and the busyness of it, and the mm-hmm. you know the, the kids were always down there asking what he's doing. And well, you, know, you either rally or you get run over at our house. Exactly. <laughs> It's a, we're always like, hey, kids, rally or get run over. That's Those are your two options at the St. John house. That's right. <laughs> and, and I think it was good for him. It was good for all of Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Um, so there are three more points that, that uh, we'd like to share with you about gener- multi-generational living that I think are going to really help you. Those of you who are considering doing this, maybe you're kind of on the edge. Um, three things that were really, really important we don't want you to miss, but we're out of time for this episode. So we're going to go ahead and pick this up again at another podcast and give you uh, those last three things uh, to help sort of make a transition to multi-generational living and then make it work for you. So if you're interested in that, and we hope that you are, we'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.